would you feel if your yearly work review summed up your performance as unfaithful? Uh, I mean, you might expect negatives like incompetent or lazy, I would, uh, but unfaithful? What if your work was described as adulterous? You'd think, well, adulterous? Surely I'm not meant to be married to my job, am I? And yet throughout the Bible, the Lord says to his people, you are unfaithful, you are adulterous, you play the harlot in the older language. We expect verdicts like you are disobedient, or even you're wicked or you're transgressing, but unfaithful? Are we meant to be married to the Lord? Yes. You see, the Bible is a love story. It begins with the marriage of Adam and Eve. It ends with the marriage of the Lord Jesus to his people in Revelation 19. And all throughout the Bible, we are told that our relationship to the Lord is like a marriage. He is not simply our master. He is our husband. But of course, true love never did run smooth, did it? Which brings us to Hosea. He was a contemporary of Isaiah, living in the Northern Kingdom in the 8th century BC. Essentially, the Lord says to Hosea, I've got a task for you, Hosea. You're going to experience what it feels like to be me in the great love story. And you think, well, that sounds great. You get to play the Lord in the great love story. Wouldn't that be a fun job? This is what happens. Hosea chapter 1 from verse 2. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go, take to yourself an adulterous wife and children of unfaithfulness, because the land is guilty of the vilest adultery in departing from the Lord. So he married Goma, daughter of Diblaim, and she conceived and bore him a son. Hosea marries actually a prostitute, Goma. And as he does this, the world is shown a little of a little of how we treat the Lord. True to form, Goma does not stick around for too long. She leaves the marital home and she returns to the brothel, just like God's people are always running away from home. Hosea's job was not over at that point. Even though she left him, God called him to pursue her and to win her back. This is what he tells poor Hosea in chapter 3 verse 1. The Lord said to me, says Hosea, Go show your love to your wife again, though she is loved by another and is an adulteress. Love her as the Lord loves the Israelites, though they turn to other gods and love the sacred raisin cakes. So I bought her for 15 shekels of silver and about a homer and a lethek of barley. Then I told her, You are to live with me for many days. You must not be a prostitute. You must not play the harlot in the old King James translation. You must not play the harlot or be intimate with any man, for I will live with you. Hosea has to go to the brothel and pay 15 shekels, the prostitute price, to get his own wife back. Can you imagine it? Can you imagine banging on the brothel door and saying, I'm here for Goma. No, I'm her husband. Fine, I'll I'll pay. Whatever it costs, I just want her back. Hosea is so vulnerable. He's putting his heart on the line once again with a woman who keeps spurning his love. Why should he pay for his own wife? Well, because that's what the Lord is like. When we look to the cross, we see a husband who has left his home, who has come to our house of slavery, who begs us to return and who pays the price to redeem us. We have played the harlot. He has played Hosea. He is vulnerable.
and shamed, arms outstretched to receive us back. What is your view of the Lord? Is God to you just some impersonal force or a sergeant major in the sky or a heavenly slave slave driver or a moral policeman or a cosmic headmaster? If we've inherited such views, it's not been from the Bible that we've got them. In the Bible, the Lord is a bridegroom, a husband, a royal prince who pledges himself to marriage, even to we who play the harlot. This means the Lord is not looking for soldiers, slaves or moralists. He's not seeking good intentions, good efforts or good works. He's calling Gomers to come home.